Welcome to Mr. Biz Radio, biz talk for biz owners. During the next half hour, Mr. Biz, Ken Wentworth, a leading business advisor and two-time best-selling author, will cover topics that will help business owners run their companies more profitably and more efficiently. If you're ready to stop faking the funk and take your business onward and upward, this show is for you. And now, here's Mr. Biz, Ken Wentworth. All right, welcome to another episode of Mr. Biz Radio with me, Mr. Biz Ken Wentworth. And uh, we're going to talk about a, uh, we're going to talk, I'll tell you what we're going to talk about right here, this guy right here. We're going to talk about my upcoming book that's coming out called Don't Fake the Funk. So you heard in the intro, uh, when you're ready to stop faking the funk, uh, that's part of the reason they got the name. Um, and so I want to talk, you know, why I wrote the book, some of the things you can, uh, with some of the things we, I'm going to cover, I cover in the book, and what you could expect to get out of the book. So when you read this book, you buy the book, you listen to it, whatever. We'll have the audio. We're going to have this bad boy in hardcover, paperback, uh, Kindle, and, and uh, audio. So we're having every format, no matter what format you prefer. We got you, okay? Um, so you, uh, so so why did I write the book? Um, so some of the people, some of you guys don't realize, or maybe uh, if you don't follow me or haven't heard or heard me be interviewed for things like that. Um, I was fortunate enough during my uh, athletic career to, to break six board records um, in the powerlifting world. And um, I didn't realize it at the time, but I had been following sort of a methodology on how to do this, how to accomplish things and how to do things that frankly, no one had ever done before. And I don't say that, you know, in a bragging way or whatever, but um, when I set my goals, you know, I set them high and I expect a lot out of myself. And um, I didn't realize it along the way that I was kind of following a methodology that along that I had built along the way, you know, and again, had some missteps and had some bumps in the road and, and some failures and things like that and learned from them and refined it. And so, you know, um, just to give you a little bit of a background. So when I was uh, my award records are in bench press. So the first time that I bench pressed uh, 275 pounds, I told the guys that I trained with, um, which were, you know, most of them were pretty high level, strong guys. Uh, there was a group of us. I told them that day that I wanted to bench press 500 pounds. And, you know, these are guys that are pretty ambitious and, you know, goal oriented people. And they're like, eh, okay, I, I hear you. That sounds, that sounds great. Might want to tone that down a little bit, pump the brakes a little bit. And people ask me before, you know, how, where, how'd you set 500 pounds? Like, where did you just pull that out of the air? At the gym I was at, there was a record board. Um, and for the, for the amount I weighed at that time, the record for the gym in my weight class was 450 pounds. And I wanted to not just break the record. I wanted to shatter it. So I'm like, I want to break it by 10%. I want to just absolutely, if you keep in mind, right, board records usually broken by like, a kilogram or a half a second or a 10th of a second or whatever, right? I wanted to smash it, right? Well, 10% on top of 450 is 495. Well, I mean, if I get to 495, you can't not go for 500, right? So I'm like, that's just being a five. Um, now I'll tell you, it took me seven years to get there. From the time I benched 275 to the time, first time I benched for us 500, it was seven years, a long journey. And again, even setting the goals to get me to 275. So I didn't start training with this, this group of serious guys until I had benched 225. They invited me. I'm like, I'm not going to waste your time. Like I'm too weak. You guys will be, it'll be super frustrating for you. Uh, it's like when you go out, 
if you've got friends that are golfers, let's say, and you're terrible at golf, this guy, um, I, you know, when I was in college, I, a lot of my friends played on the golf team in college. They were really good. And I enjoyed going to golf with them, but I'm sure it was a pain in the butt for them. So I, I kind of would I'd bow out sometimes because I don't want to be a big pain in the neck. You know, I'm chasing my ball over the dang course and they're up there waiting, leaning on their club, waiting on me. Right. Um, same thing with this. So I set the set that goal at 500 and figured out how to get there. And there, I share a, a bunch of anecdotes, a bunch of stories throughout the book, but it really hit home on why I should write this book and how I came to sort of figure out that I developed this methodology, which I call SMAC, S-M-A-C. It's, it's an acronym. And we talk about it extensively in the book, um, each of the uh, each of the four letters and what they mean and how I came up with it. And, you know, some of the, again, some of the stories, some real life stories and examples, not only in my lifting career, but also in my business career, my personal life, et cetera, on, you know, how I applied that particular aspect of it in, in the results I got. And how, it gives you some examples as well. So you can see, okay, what's that mean for me? I'm not a bench presser. I'm not a power lifter or whatever. It gives you some examples on how to apply it to your life. But as I was talking through and mentoring folks and telling them some of these things, you know, um, I had one particular uh, person I mentor, still mentor, and um, I was telling him and walking him through, okay, here's this big, huge goal we have. So let's, let's set the goal and now let's reverse engineer how to achieve that goal. And as I was walking him through these steps unknowingly, this was the smack, right? S-M-A-C. He said, man, this is so powerful. He said, you need to start sharing this. And I'm like, I didn't really think much of it because to me, it was almost second nature. I just, I just did it. Right. And um, he mentioned that. And it was funny, you know, maybe a month later, I got asked to come speak at a um, at a holiday or a Christmas party event uh, for a, uh, a networking group, and there were going to be a few hundred people there. And the guy heard me speak about other business topics, and he said, "Hey, would you come and give the talk for our thing?" I said, "Sure." And I said, "What do you want me to talk about?" He mentioned some business or cash flow, budgeting. And I'm like, "This is a holiday party, man. People don't want to hear about business crap. Like, let me ju juice it up a little bit." I said, "I got a topic that." I've been encouraged to talk about, and why don't you try it? it? It's about, it kind of motivates you and shows you how to set goals and achieve them, really big goals. He said, sure, go ahead. So I create this, this keynote um, on, on SMAC, on SMAC, and it was received really well. And uh, I'm like, man, maybe I'm on to something here. And we did it. We did a Facebook live with it when I actually did it. So if you go out to uh, Mr. Biz Solutions, I think it's on Mr. Biz as well on Facebook. It's on our YouTube channel. Um, it's on our Mr. Biz network. Uh, but anyway, you can see you can see the talk out there. The, it's a little bit. The lighting is a little crappy and things like that. But you can you can obviously hear it. That video was seen by someone in India who organizes TED uh, TED Talk events. Because of that video, they reached out to me from India and said, we're having a TED Talk event in India, and we want you to come over and give that talk to our group as a TED Talk in India. And I'm like, holy crap, like, what an honor. Um, now, COVID kind of blew those plans out of the water, temp at least temporarily. But um, like, man, this, this really, and I got a ton of feedback from the video. And I'm like, man, maybe I'm on to something here. Like, this, this is something that probably a lot of people need to hear. So I ran it by a few other people and especially two people that I know that are on my advisory board for my businesses that are, I literally call one of the guys cynical Sam. 
And I have him on my board for that reason. He's not a yes man. He calls it like he sees it. He doesn't fake the punk. I like it. And um, I ran it by him. I said, I, I need your honest feedback. And he said, holy crap, you need you need to do this. Like, you need to give this, this talk, but you need to write a book. You need to have something tangible that people can take with them and use over and over and over again. So that's what we did. Look at this. Look at this. We're matchy matchy, right? This is a, I, we had uh, pillows made for the office here, the, the studio, uh, Don't Fake the Funk Pillows. But you can go out to um, don'tfakethefunkbook.com, don'tfakethefunkbook.com. Um, you can learn more about the book. Um, we'll, we'll let you know when it launches. We'll tell you when the pre-launch is. Um, and it'll be in uh, late February. We'll give you the first dibs on everything. We're going to run a discount on it, a huge discount at the start. So uh, don't fake the funk book.com. Go check that out. We're going to hit a break. We'll come back with Mr. Biz Tip of the Week and continue talking about the book. Business owners have a continually growing to-do list with little time for revenue-producing activities. With Check Off Your List and their experienced team of virtual assistants, you can focus on growing your business. Visit checkoffyourlist.com to learn how Check Off Your List skilled team can handle your day-to-day tasks like social media, bookkeeping, calendar maintenance, and much more. Contact Check Off Your List at checkoffyourlist.com or call 888-262-1249 to see how their virtual assistants can help you live to work rather than work to live. Thank you for listening to Mr. Biz Radio. Did you know our show airs seven days a week for more than 30 hours now? If you are in the B2B space and would like to reach thousands of business owners every week, including our more than 250,000 social media followers, our thousands of daily internet radio listeners, our email list fans, and Mr. Biz Solutions members, email us at info at MrBizSolutions.com to become a sponsor. Tap into Mr. Biz Nation to help grow your business. Check out both of Mr. Biz's national best-selling books, Pathway to Profits, and How to Be a Cash Flow Pro on Amazon. Now, once again, here's Mr. Biz. All right, welcome back to Mr. Biz Radio with me, Mr. Biz. And it's on Mr. Biz Tip of the Week. And this one, short but sweet, literally, probably my favorite tip. Here's why it's my favorite tip. If you listen to the show at all and you listen to the end, I have for over five years now, ended and signed off of every single show we've ever done with this tip cash flow is king that's right not cash is king cash flow is king without cash flow you don't have a business think about it people talk about sales about revenue those are important not as important as cash flow you can have a ton of sales and lose money you could have you know i talked about before the silent business killer you can have a ton of sales, but your pricing is off and you're actually losing money on the sales you have. So you've got a crap ton of sales. Sales are growing like crazy and you're losing money. Cash flow, no cash flow, right? Uh, if you can't pay your bills, you got a business. If you can't pay your employees, you got a business. Cash flow is king. You got to make sure the cash flow is right. Almost every business that I've, well, not every business that I've ever worked with, we have been able to make improvements in their cash flow. Some of them just minor because they were like on point with their cash flow. Um, some of them a major. Um, I've had some clients to where they've hired me specifically just because they needed help with cash flow. You know, I, I wrote my first book was called is uh, called um, How to Be a Cash Flow Pro, and it's got I don't know fifty plus tips on, on different things. Not all of them will apply to your business, but um, you know, I, I'd be confident to say there's probably fifteen or twenty for every single person. Um, you could pick out 15 or 20 out of the 50, at least, um, that you could apply to your business 
and or tweak your cash flow process. Because even if your cash flow is decent, there's probably ways to improve it, make it even better. Um, and, and for those of you guys out there that have been in business for a while, you know, at different stages, you you could have a business that's 10 years old. You don't, you're not, that doesn't mean you're out of the cash flow, you know, uh, uh, challenges, right? It can happen. If you're in reinvesting profits back in, you kind of overshoot a little bit. I mean, heck, Amazon ran into some cash flow problems. This has been, I want to say maybe eight years ago or so. Uh, they ran into some cash flow. They've been in business for a long time and, you know, tons of sales and blah, blah, blah. Um, and they ran some cash flow challenges. Um, so it can happen, man. It's, it's, there's no shame in the game, right? Sometimes that happens. You got to get that right. And that's why I always close every stinking show with cash flow is king. You got to get it right, man. So that's Mr. Business. By the way, I should mention 82% of businesses fail. You hear all these stats all the time about how many businesses, new businesses, how long they last and how often they fail and these huge percentages, depending on the source you, you check. 82% of business failures are due to cash flow challenges. 82%. So what I always say is flip it around, flip that script. If you get your cash flow right, you eliminate 82% of the ways you've got a business. You're going to worry about 18%. I mean, that's over eight out of 10 ways you've already taken care of. You don't have to worry about, right? You only worry about roughly two out of 10. And you can you can focus on those once you have your, your 82%, your cash flow nailed down. That's how critically important it is. So cash flow is getting that's this week's tip. All right. So I wanted to talk more about the book here. And um, this segment, I'm going to talk a little bit about um, what SMAC is, what that acronym stands for. Um, we're going to walk through those four letters. I'll give you a few examples of that. And then in the last segment, I'm going to tell you some of the things that you can expect you can get, the results you can achieve by listening to the book. And I'm not going to tell you, you know, oh, read the book and you're going to be a bazillionaire and you're going to have your sales are going to go up by 27%. I'm not going to tell you any of that stuff. I'm talking about more concrete, tangible things that you can expect if you apply some this methodology some of the things, the impact it can have. And again, this doesn't have to do with, you don't have to be lifting. You don't have to do anything athletic. These things apply to other things. And I'll give you examples of that. But um, and so basically giving you some proof that it works, that it does work in, in a lot of different areas. So, you know, one of the things, so the, the SMAC, S-M-A-C, the acronym. So the S is start with yes. And that's critically important. And these are in order, right? So these are in order of, of how you need to approach this, this methodology. If, and that's all, starting with yes is all about methodology. Um, you know, that example I gave in the first segment about, you know, when I first benched 275 and I said, I want to bench 500, I started with yes. I'm like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bench press 500 pounds. I don't know how in the heck I'm going to do it. But I'm going to figure it out, right? I mean, that anyone out there who lifts knows, you know, the, the, the difference between 275 and 500 is like massive, right? To say it's a chasm is not even, doesn't even do it justice, right? Huge, huge stinking difference. I didn't care about that. I started with, yes, I said, I'm going to bench press 500 pounds. I don't know how I'm going to do it. I'm going to figure it out. I'm going to have bumps along the way. I'm going to have to change how I train. I'm going to have to do all sorts of different things but I'm going to figure it out. I start with, yes, you got to have that mindset to start with any goal you're trying to achieve. If you want to become a millionaire and you make $30,000 a year, you could easily say $30,000 a year. My bills are 30,000. I don't have any money. Like I can't become a millionaire or you could start with, I'm going to become a millionaire. Now, what are the things, you know, again, start to reverse engineer that. What are some things I need to do to become a millionaire? 
Now, what do I need to do in my career, in my personal life to make some of those things above that happen, right? So starting with yes, that is the most important thing you get. If you don't do that, the, the MAC won't make a freaking difference. It will not make a freaking difference. You have to start with yes, and that is so, so important. Um, the M in SMAC is to model expert behavior. More than likely, whatever you're trying to achieve, someone has already achieved something like it, right? If you're trying to break world record, the person who got, who has the current world record, right? You want to go beyond that, but they've already done it. Find an expert in the field. Find someone who's been there, done that, and learn from them. Buy their books. Watch their videos. Um, reach out to them. I did that. I did that. When I started this show, I, I, I reached out to four nationally syndicated radio talk show hosts because the first show that I did was absolutely horrible. Horrible. I listened to it in the evening when I got home and I came out of my home office and I told my wife, I told Mrs. Biz, if I can't get better at this, I'm going to quit because I don't want to torture anyone who would happen upon the show and listen. It was so bad. Oh my gosh. And, and by the way, all four of those people that I reached out to, all four of them replied to me. I ended, on the phone, ended up on the phone with two of them. Brief conversations, but I learned a lot. Hopefully I'm better at this now and I've been doing it for a while, but that's an example. You know, there's a Steve Jobs quote of, if you don't ask, the answer is always no. Don't be afraid to reach out to people and ask them for help. A lot of people that have been there done that. Now you can't waste their time. You can't just say, hey, can I get three hours of your time or whatever? Um, I would ask for 15 minutes. Oftentimes those conversations go longer. Um, so I've got a bunch of examples of, of, of in the business world, et cetera, of reaching out to those people. Again, people are, are willing to do that. It's, it's, think about it. It's a huge compliment to them that you're trying to learn from them and you want, you know, you want to learn from them. Um, but you got to make sure that you're very, you're cognizant of their time. You're very respectful of that, et cetera. The A um, is accountability. So you want to create accountability. So not only yourself, especially a lot of people don't achieve goals because they don't hold themselves accountable enough. So the book talks about a way of creating a sphere of accountability. So not only yourself, holding yourself accountable, and there's a bunch of different ways you can do that. And we talk about that uh, extensively in the book. So personal accountability, but also the folks that are around you and you see every single day, you know, how do they, how can they hold you accountable without them saying, without putting a burden on them and saying, hey, hey, Bob, Susie, can you make sure that you ask me about this like every week? You don't have to do that. I've got a lot of different ways that I was able to accomplish that. Um, some pretty cool ways, I think, and I think you'll like them. And a lot of things you probably haven't heard before. So I think that's good as well. Um, we are out of time. We're going to hit a break here. I'll tell you about, we'll come back, I'll tell you about the C in SMAC, and then I'll tell you what we can expect to achieve from the book. Are you ready to automate your business? Automation is the key to scaling a business and building wealth. It's also one of the most difficult things for a small business owner to do on their own. If you're looking for help with automation, Pulse Technology CRM can help. We have an exclusive offer for Mr. Biz Nation. We will build everything for free, even if it's a sophisticated funnel. Visit thepulsespot.com forward slash Mr. Biz for this exclusive offer. If you find listening to Mr. Biz Radio is helpful, imagine having live access to not only Mr. Biz, but also five other trusted business experts. It's true. You can have live access to your very own CFO, plus a business attorney, a website and digital marketing expert, a sales and growth guru, a financing professional, and a customer experience master. Visit MrBizSolutions.com to learn more. 
Join Mr. Biz Nation at MrBizSolutions.com. To submit questions to the show, email them to info at MrBizSolutions.com. Now, once again, here's Mr. Biz. All right, welcome back to Mr. Biz Radio. And um, I want to pick up where I left off um, in this last segment. I want to get into some of the things you can expect um, to, to, to get from the book. But first, I want to finish off the SMAC, so the, the acronym SMAC. We talked about the S is starting with yes, right? That mindset super important. The M, model expert behavior. Um, find someone who's been there, done that, model what they've done, not copy, model it, take what they've done, make it uh, fit for what you're trying to accomplish. Um, follow, uh, they give you a path, they like breadcrumbs, right? Um, uh, and then the A is accountability, creating a sphere of accountability. And again, honestly, that's one of my favorite ones because it is so powerful because the important part about that is the sphere, especially if you're not good. And a lot of people aren't good about holding themselves accountable, right? Or, or they, they wean. Like I, I mentioned, it was a seven-year journey for me. It's super easy during seven years to be like, oh, my gosh, this just is not going to happen, right? Whatever, you know. Um, it's easy to get down on yourself. And so this, that sphere of accountability is having others around you hold you accountable without making, you know, without them holding your feet to the fire, subtle ways to do that, um, that I share in the book, I think is uh, some pretty cool stuff. Because here's the thing, when you have a sphere of accountability, you know that other people are going to hold you accountable. Raise your hand if you like to let people down. Does anyone like to let people down? Of course not. That's the pressure part about it. And in a positive way, that's the positive pressure that that sphere can put on you because you don't want to let people down. So even if you want to hold yourself accountable, you don't want to let other people down. So that's why the sphere is so important. And again, I, I, super cool ways to do that. Um, I think you'll like some of the things that we share in a book uh, on that topic. Um, the, the C, last but not least, um, and this is the bookend, right? You, the mindset I mentioned, start with the S, super important. The C is kind of the bookend and sandwiches in the M and the A. And C is what I call consistent perseverance consistent perseverance. Because as I mentioned, along the way, you are going to face challenges, setbacks, dare I say, some people call them failures, I call them learning experiences, but you're, it's inevitable, right? Especially if you're trying to do some big freaking crazy goal, right? You are going to hit some roadblocks. So you got to, it's that proverbial getting knocked down seven times and getting up eight times. You got to keep getting up. It's going to happen. You have to prepare yourself. That's going to happen. And it's okay that it happens. You learn from it. You dust yourself off. That didn't work. How am I going to change my approach this time to make sure this way is successful? Um, and so that's the consistent perseverance and is, is super important. If you have the mindset, you model the behavior and you have accountability, but you don't have consistent perseverance, this all goes to hell in a handbasket. You're not going to, you're not going to achieve anything because you're going to get knocked down and you're going to be like, oh man, that stunk. That stinks. I don't like failing. I give up. And then you're done, right? Even if you've done the first three the right way. That's why these are all very integral and they're all mixed in together and they all four have to be done. You can't just do one or two or, or three. You have to do all four of them. So super important, but that's the C uh, of smack. Um, so I want to talk about some of the things that you can expect to get from reading the book. And again, you can go out to uh, don'tfakethefunkbook.com. Don'tfakethefunkbook.com. You see, that's the title of the book, Don't Fake the Funk. And uh, I don't know if you can see <clears throat> the subtitle, a little controversial. Uh, the subtitle, which is uh, right here. I'm not sure if you can see that. I'll just say that it's a, it's, it's a, 
It's only three words. It's got uh, the first one is a four letter word that has an asterisk to um, block out one of the letters because it's uh, it's low in your face. Uh, I'm not I'm not gonna lie. And uh, it's a it's a it's not being average. It's being very vehement about not being average. I'll put it that way. Um, so, uh, but yeah, don't fake the funk Go out there, check that out. You can learn more about it. And like I said, when we release the book, folks who, uh, go out and visit that site, you can, you can put in your, uh, contact information. We'll let you know when that comes up and we'll get you all squared away and get you, um, we're going to offer a discount, a super deep discount on all four forms of the book when we first come out with it. But so here are some of the things you can expect when you read this book. You're going to have some, as I mentioned before, some real life examples on how I applied these things in my life. And again, they're not all athletic based. They're not all business based. They're not all personal based. I have, an, I have a mix of all of them. Um, examples of how uh, people that you would know have applied these things as well. So it's not just me, right? Um, have applied different aspects of this in their life and how that turned out. Um, it's going to give you laser focus, right? It's going to help you stay focused. As I mentioned, this was a seven-year journey for me, seven years. How the heck do you stay focused on a goal for seven freaking years applying this methodology? And you can say, oh, well, I don't always do that, right? I read stuff and I start and I'm good when I start and I, I lose momentum. I got you, man. That's how this book works, right? This, this, all these examples I give you give you ways to help you stay focused. It's really, it really gives you a template for succeeding and achieving goals. And some of these goals could be something, it doesn't have to be something that's going to take you seven years, but that's an example. It, it kept me focused for seven years, like super focused. Uh, I can't wait to, to you guys see it and, and hear some of the stories um, uh, along the way. It really will help you have an achievement mindset without jumping up and down and saying rah-rah speeches and all this other stuff, which, you know, that works for some people. But frankly, for me, I think it works for some people short term. Right, the raw raw gets you fired up and going, but does it keep you going for six months, a month, two two years, three years, seven years? Probably not. Reading this book is going to give you ways to do that. Right, to stay focused. You're going to have laws in the, in 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 the um, overall. Right, this the book is going to show you how to overcome those shortfalls, that consistent per perseverance. Right, you're going to get knocked down. Well, how do you how do you respond to that? Not just like oh well, hey darn it, that didn't work. Like, it's going to give you a specific ways because that that's not always easy to do, right? Especially when you're having crappy days, you feel unmotivated or, you know, maybe the goal you're trying to achieve, you're 0 for 10. You got knocked down 10 times in two months. I mean, that's tough. That's tough. That's like fighting Mike Tyson in his prime, right? Soon he knocks you down you get back up. You're like, Oh, I'm, I'm ready to go. And he knocks you down again. And then you get back up, Ooh, knock you down again, like 10 times. Like, Holy crap. It's easy to give up in those scenarios. This book will help you not give up in those scenarios. It's going to help you really overcome some of those things. And I, again, not cheesy things, not, you know, singing Kumbaya and all this other kind of stuff, which again, if that works for you. Great. Um, I, I find that for me, it, that necessarily doesn't work, right? It can motivate me in a short-term way, but um, really having the longevity to stay on top of things and um, uh, makes it super important. So um, that's the sort of things you can expect from the book real life examples, laser focus, achievement mindset. Um, you know, it really lays out a template for success. Like I said, I mentioned this a couple of times already, but it's so important is get that big ass goal you have 
whatever it is, whether it's something that's going to take you six months or seven years or whatever it might be, and then reverse engineering it. Let's figure it out from there. How do we get there from there? What are the steps that are going to need to happen in the interim? What are the expected times you're going to hit some shortfalls? How do you, you know, adjust to those? How do you um, get better from those and, and learn from them? So that's what a lot of the things you can expect from the book. I'm, I'm super, super, super excited about this book. Again, go out to don'tfakethefunkbook.com. Don'tfakethefunkbook.com. You can uh, put your contact information there. We'll let you know when it's coming out exactly. Um, right now, the release date is scheduled for just a few weeks from now on 2-22-22. Kind of had a cool date, right, to, to get that all nailed down. But don'tfakethefunkbook.com. Again, I mentioned before, this is our uh, another show we're doing from our new studio um, here for Mr. Biz Network. We have a new streaming channel called Mr. Biz Network. You can go out on like a, a hundred plus streaming apps. Um, uh, gosh, Roku and Apple TV and uh, you know all those Amazon Fire, all that stuff. Find Binge TV and on Binge TV within that app, uh, you'll find Mr. Biz Network. Um, we've got tons of content out there. We have more coming. We're going to start a new show called Mr. Biz Live. That's coming up. Or you can go out to MrBizNetwork.com, MrBizNetwork.com, and find out more about that. And we've got the content out there. You can see all the content on the channel. Appreciate you guys watching and or listening. As always, don't forget, cash flow is king. This has been Mr. Biz Radio. To learn how to become part of Mr. Biz Nation, visit MrBizSolutions.com. For access to free weekly content, subscribe to the Mr. Biz YouTube channel and follow him on Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, and Twitter. To listen to archive shows, you can find them on the Mr. Biz Solutions website.